I am Giugiaro Gandini Bertone. It is the greatest paternity fight in the modern history of the motor car. And no wonder when the prize is the credit for maybe the most beautiful of all. Using rarely seen documents, the road rat believes it now has the definitive answer. Who designed the Mura? It is a noisy and recurrent question. Officially, the Mura was styled by the Carizzieri's owner, boss and spiritus rector, Giuseppe Nuccio Bertone. It was a common law and part of the game for the top Italian Carizzieri not to advertise the designers they employed. Insiders may have known the names, but all agreed that, for the public and potential customer, the maestros behind the scenes must spread the name of the badge. Presenting the Miura in 1966, Style Auto, the Italian Automotive Design Quarterly, affirmed that its body, designed and built by Nuccio Bertone, deserves to be considered among the most prestigious creations of the Turinese maestro. Bertone's widow, Lily, long insisted in maintaining this memory. By no means should the name of the three key employees, Scaglioni, Giugiaro and Gandini, ever be revealed to the public. In the name of the Lord, the B.A.T., the Testudo, the Kanguro, the Mura, the Marzel, the Kuntash, the Stratos, all these creations must be considered the Zinio di Bertone, and that is simply not true. Unofficially, but universally accepted, since the digital community escaped the chastity belt of vintage corporate communications, the Mura was designed by Marcello Gandini, employed as Bertone chief stylist, and in fact the one and only stylist, at the time of the Mura's body inception and making. Back then, being the stylist in charge of an Italian Carizziera, you were a salary man with no particular privilege. You had to clock in at 8am and report for duty. Gandini participated in the discussion of the technical layout of the Mura, proposing the replacement of the top flat radiator of the 1965 show chassis with an inclined unit cantilevered in front of the wheels. Thus, the whole front section of the car would fall lower and longer, enhancing both the looks and aerodynamics. Gandini is the man who stood to complete the car for the Geneva Motor Show of 1966. The eyelashes, the matte black hexagons, the vivid orange colour of the prototype are unmistakably Gandinian, as is the louvred engine cover of the production car. That Gandini did the Mura is a matter of fact. Really, the matter is not so much who, but rather what made the Mura look the way it looks. An analysis of its design DNA demands an approach that must be both philological and human. Here is where a third man comes into play. Giugiaro, Giorgetto, Giugiaro, Gandini's predecessor at Bertone. The car designer of the century never actually claimed to have done the Mura. His legacy is nonetheless evident in concept, style and detail. A press release dated 26th of February 1966 declares that the P400 represents a new, interesting step in the evolution of the Bertone style.
it being linked to and logically developing the themes set with the testudo, the griffo, and the kangaroo. By all means, the Mura, as the P400 became to be known, was not sold as the revolution of the appointment a new chief designer would have called for. The new Lamborghini was instead presented as the continuation of the Bretone style, previously set by Giugiaro. Clearly, the Corvair Testudo determined the Mura's character line. The Testudo had been Giorgetto's first dream car. Oddly enough, the long bonnet meets fastback concept he envisioned in 1959 was adapted to fit the rear-engined Corvair package as, lo- as late as 1963. Giugiaro mastered the transplant with cleverness, making the absence of the front grille look almost obvious. The Testudo theme of the headlights and fender line is here reapplied, in a positive way, as an almost animal architecture of eyes and curves, noted Style Auto, commenting on the Mura albeit failing to specify the hyperbolic B-pillar conceived as a finely grilled air intake that joins the end line of the door, if the Testudo's aeronautical canopy can be called so. From said air intake, a creased line departs, marking the fender line and the front end's deployment, including the embedding of the flat headlights. Combine the Corvair Testudo's character line with the Alpha Kangaroo's bulbous fenders and the Esogriffo's winged bonnet, and you almost reached the design destination of the Mura. But Giugiaro's legacy actually reached one step further. In 1965, Nuccio asked him to design a Bizzarini mid-engine sports car, based on a wheelbase of 2,500mm, by divine coincidence the same as the Mura. The proposal pays tribute to Bizzarini in the front, but it anticipates the curved backlash treatment of the rear end, including the layout and shape of taillights and the grille, that was later to be seen on the Mura. The Bizzarini remained a quoted drawing. Then Giugiaro left. Then came the Mura. Bookkeeper by education, Nuccio Bertone, a melange of entrepreneur, showman and talent scout, was all but a car designer. Now imagine you were Ragnione Bertone in November 1965, confronted with the following. First, a new commission for the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to enter the Ferrari League through the main door, finally facing Pininfarina tete-a-tete. Second, a brand-new chief designer, a talented but mostly unexperienced professional. Third, quoted drawings by your former, shock-proof chief designer for a mid-engine sports car of just about the requested size. Fourth, less than three months' time from blank paper to the Geneva Motor Show. Fifth, Ferruccio Lamborghini as a client. That self-made, no-frills man who only two years earlier, not satisfied with the show, took away the design of his first GT from Franco Scaglioni and passed it on to Touring Superleggera, who got all the merit and put their sticker on it. What would you do? Gradually, but surely, the Mura takes shape as a creative convergence orchestrated by Nuccio Bertone's subtle genius. Gian Beppe Panaccio, lifelong PR of the Carazziora, is quoted affirming that the Mura was done by Gandini, but clearly the inspiration was all Bertone. When the stylist began working on the Mura, he had no experience, but Bertone understood his exceptional creative potential. With Bertone, it was always been like that. 
The stylists begin without any professional background. Simple amateurs. Tame executors of Bertone's will. Gandini himself has been very honest when speaking of the project, if perhaps often misunderstood. In a conversation we had in 2007, he not too enthusiastically portrayed the Mura as a natural heir to the, to the traditional Italian sports car of the 1950s and 1960s. He described a design that took the best of what was already in the eye of the people, with a style easy to understand, and which was only innovative in its details. Frankly, he was right. Thus spoke a man, surely driven by other ideas and other wishes than to imitate, but who back in 1965 didn't want to start his career risking things that might turn out wrong. Gandini's ultimate reason to be at Bertone was to make a design difference. But the Mura project could not wait. Marcello started right where Giorgetto ended. This made the Mura look how it looks. After this, everything happened rather quickly. A coincidence, but divergent evolution of styles, operated by Giorgetto at Ghia and by Gandini at Bertone between 66 and 68, set a new vocabulary that was to change the language of car design forever. The Mura stood still, exactly at the crossroads of this turmoil. A design celerity, controversial in heritage, unrepeated in looks. The first and last, the one and only true Disegno de Bertone.